Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast Climbing in Heels is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome back. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet, v preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus, get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering at more than 300 tracks. AI-assisted picks, first bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website details at vcin.com slash horses. Sign up now. Here we go. Uh, we start this hour talking college football. Brad Powers joins the program, professional sports better and great college football handicapper. Brad, happy holidays. Thanks for the time today. How you doing? I'm doing well. Happy holidays to you guys and all the viewers out there. Okay, so let's begin with the game that's on the board Coming up tonight, it's uh, Air Force and Baylor. I've heard a lot of people talking about this game since it was announced a couple of weeks back. You did bet Baylor at six and a half. Well, this number has crashed down to three and a half at a lot of spots. Was sitting at four for a while. Have we regrets betting Baylor here, or do you like them even more that the number is uh, shorter than that right now? Yeah, I mean, anytime the market moves against you that significantly, yeah, I mean, it, it's a bad bet by me. Worst bet I made all bowl season so far, it- uh, as far as, you know, market moving against me. So uh, it's two reasons. Uh, number one, a lot of people I respect are on the Air Force side. Service academies are, are really, you know, good in bowl games. You don't have to question their motivation on a game in and game out basis. Uh, but probably more pertinent and why this line has really dropped is. You know, there's going to be significant weather tonight uh, in Texas and 25 plus mile an hour winds, cold temperatures. Well, who does that impact? Well, I mean, it's going to impact the team that throws the football in Baylor instead of the team that's a triple option offense. So uh, because of that, it's a bad bet. But with that being said, I still lean Baylor minus three and a half. I mean, it's an Air Force team that I think is overrated. I I just Mm -hmm. look my biggest season win total bet was over the win total for Air Force. I cashed that bet. And I'm here to tell you, I didn't like what I saw from Air Force this season. This is by far their toughest opponent in the season. You don't believe me, it's the first time they've been an underdog all season. Mm-hmm. It's by far the best opponent that they've played. And strength of schedule disparity is the biggest of any bowl game matchup uh, this year. So I still lean Baylor, but I prefer the under tonight. Okay, good breakdown. Uh, doubleheader tomorrow. You like both dogs? Uh, lean both dogs? Tell us why. Yeah, t- tomorrow, uh, lo- looking at the matchup, and I'm sorry, guy, can you br- give me those games? I cannot sorry. look at my schedule. I'm, like, blind. In- Independence Bowl, Louisiana, Houston. Yeah, Louisiana, it's just it's a lean for me on Louisiana, and it's more of a fade against uh, Dana Holgerson. Uh, th- th- this is a coach that in the last 20 years, there's only one coach in college football that has a worse record than Dana Holgerson in bowl games. His name is Rod Carey. He was at Temple in Northern Illinois. Dana Holgerson's covered two out of nine bowl games. I just, I don't trust him. And you're telling me he's now he's got to lay a, a touchdown. So give me Louisiana here. Wake and Missouri, Wake Lane too. Yeah, I, another one where it's not one of my favorite bets, uh, but I am going to take Missouri. And it's just generally speaking, it's 
two things. It's, you know, I don't like how Wake closed the season. I mean, they lost four of their last five games. That sounds bad. Well, it's even worse because they were favored in all five games. And, uh, you know, you look on the other side, I get it. Missouri's had a few opt-outs, but it's still an SEC team. That's played a top, much tougher strength of schedule than the ACC team catching points. So give me Missouri. Okay. Uh, Saturday night, Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee against San Diego State. Aztecs six and a half, seven in that range. You like the favorite? Yeah, it is in that six and a half, seven range. Definitely. As always, shop around. That's a very key number uh, for obvious reasons. But I'm going to lay it with the, the favorite here. I think, you know, first off, they're used to making the trip every other year to Hawaii. It's a unique trip, to, to say mm-hmm. the least. Number two, I liked how San Diego State, generally speaking, closed the season. They won five of their last seven games. One of them was a game against Fresno State, the Mountain West champ, where they blew a double-digit lead in the final minute of the game. And on top of that, you know, I think Middle Tennessee, everyone remembers, well, they beat Miami. It was the biggest upset in college football this season, 25-and-a-half point underdog. Well, since that game, they covered two of their last eight games. So give me San Diego State. Monday's tough, right? Quick lane bowl, New Mexico State against Bowling Green. They're both got to be excited to be here. Hell, New Mexico State is their second bowl in 60 years, and Bowling Green have been a lousy program for years, and they got to six wins. It is a tough one, and it's a great example. You bet numbers, not teams. Uh, when this line opened up, there's a few books that had New Mexico State favored uh, because of their hot you know, close of the season. I bet BG plus one. I thought, well, this line's got to go to three, at least BG three. That's where I made it. Now it's crossed through a very key number of three. It's a relatively low total. I would lean above three uh, at New Mexico State. I don't trust uh, you know BG, a team that didn't cover any of their spreads as a favorite this year. They're 0-3, so anything above three, I'm taking the Aggies. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, professional sports better, college football handicapper Brad Powers, our guest. You bet Wisconsin minus one early on and under 45 and a half. This is the late game on Tuesday out in Phoenix to take on Oklahoma State. How do you feel about those bets now that uh, Mertz uh, opted out and he's going to go to Florida, the quarterback who was at Wisconsin? Yeah, full disclosure, I actually bet Oklahoma State too. So what happened in a 24-hour period, uh, I, I took uh, – <laughs> I, I took uh, Wisconsin minus one, or actually, no, it was Oklahoma State plus three and a half Okay. Uh, because Mertz opted out. I was like, well, yeah, you, you can't lay that with Wisconsin, you know, with Mertz out, even though I think he stinks as a quarterback. And then within 24 hours, you know, Spencer Sanders opted out of the bowl game. So then at that point, I laid it minus one with Wisconsin and took the under. And the under would be my preference right now. Uh, it reminds me very similar mm-hmm. to the Fenway Bowl. You got an interim coach on one side. You got both backup quarterbacks in the game, several starters out for both teams. It's exhibition football. So mm-hmm. what, what's exhibition football? Well, let's look at the NFL preseason. Those totals are priced a lot lower than regular season totals. So I'm going to go under here. And if you think that's low for an Oklahoma State game, each of the since Spencer Sanders got banged up in the middle of the season, their last five games all went under the total. Good info. So as Mitch mentioned, that's the late game uh, Tuesday. There's four games. How about the game before that in this unique situation that McCall's transferring, but he's still going to play in a bowl game for Coastal? Yeah, and you saw some massive line movement, to say the least, in that one because McCall's about as worth more to a point spread as any player in college football. So, I mean, this one touched as high as 13 to 14 points when he had that initial news, and then within, I don't know, 10 minutes, it got down below 10 uh, with him playing. I'm a little worried because I just saw something similar last night with Austin Reed in Western Kentucky. He hits a transfer portal, then he decides that, that he, yeah, he's going to play. He throws up, you know, 500 yards last night. With that being said, interim coach for Coastal. Uh, I'm not sure how dialed in they are, especially at the end of the season. You look at their last couple of games. I think, generally speaking, they're overrated. They got outscored and outgained on this mm-hmm. season despite a 9-3 and record. And uh, I'll go East Carolina. They also have a quarterback playing his last game after it seems like 10 years in uh, Holt Nailers. Also Tuesday to start the day, would you say this is in the next week of games, is this your best bet or the game you like the most, Georgia Southern? Yeah, it is the, the, the game. And I'm here to tell you, I know a lot of guys in our industry, a lot of probably former USC or USC fans, probably don't like, don't like Clay Helton or don't think too highly uh-huh. of him. I'm here to tell you, I thought he did a really good job this year. I mean, Georgia Southern was favored in only two games, and yet they're sitting here as a bowl team and in the weeds a little bit. Obviously, he was changing that program from very run-oriented, not fully triple option, but still a run-oriented program to pass happy and then do that one offseason and exceed expectations. 
did a good job. I also think, you know, a little bit of a chip on the shoulder of their quarterback, Kyle Van Treese, played at Buffalo for five years. And uh, I think uh, he'll play one of his better games. And I just think Buffalo, you know, generally speaking, is uh, a team that's uh, overrated and uh, a team that I didn't like how they closed the season. I mean, they were extremely fortunate as a double-digit favorite going for bowl eligibility at home against a putrid Akron team. They should have lost the game outright. Yep. Now, we'll talk to you a week from today. and that will, that will be one day after the Holiday Bowl is played between North Carolina mm-hmm. and Oregon. What did you do originally with this game, and what are your thoughts on it now that uh, we, you know, Bo Nix is going to come back for Oregon for another year? Yeah, I bet Oregon. I didn't get the absolute best of the number. There were some tens early, you know, at that time. I mean, there weren't too many opt outs for either team, and I thought it was a relatively fair number. Uh, but as news was breaking on North Carolina's side, not only. You know, Drake May, there was some rumors flying around there that he might hit the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then obviously he cemented his position that he wasn't. But more, more pertinent to what the news is right now and the info right now is you know, North Carolina lost a ton of guys. Josh Downs, an All-American type wide receiver. They you want to talk about cluster opt outs. I mean, the secondary lost three of their four starters plus a couple backups. I mean, they might have to have some walk ons in the two deep. And that's not good when you're facing a high, a high powered Oregon offense. With that being said, again, numbers, not teams. I laid 11.5 with Oregon. Uh, I made it 14. It's now above 14. High total, high scoring game. Drake May is fully capable of getting a backdoor here. So anything above 14, I'm leaning with North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think you have the right, right idea here with that late game. Texas Tech is getting points in the Texas Bowl against Old Miss. That We knew they were overrated. That was an ugly end of the season for Old Miss. They lost three out of three in a row. The only win they beat A and M by three. Yeah, could easily be entering this game with five straight losses yes. after that seven zero start and a seven zero start that was greatly benefited by the fact that it was a very weak schedule. The, the, the competition got upgraded. You, uh, Ole Miss got exposed a little bit. Texas Tech, on the other hand, Joey McGuire did a, a great job. This is the first time Texas Tech has had a winning conference season since Mike Leach's last season famously there uh they got a lot of momentum they're playing close to home they'll have the crowd edge another one numbers matter anything above three I'm leaning with Texas Tech great job again happy holidays and uh keep it up in the contest you're in and we'll talk to you next week all right take care guys thanks Brad bradpowersports.com bradpowers7 on twitter college football expert he is currently in first by a half a game in the Golden Nugget contest out here with three weeks to go. That's seven picks per week. Yes, and they have three weeks to go. He also so. could have pull, he could pull a Doug Kazarian and cash top five with two entries. Yep. yep. The other one is sitting seventh, I yep. believe he said. So uh, we'll continue with that. The idea of a contest and what do you do now in Survivor? I mean, do you take Tennessee? I mean, 13 people out of 14 for 6.1 million dollars have the Titans left. They take on the Texans, but now. County Hills out. So what do you do? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, 
Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Raise your tequila, raise your game. Join the Taste of Victory Challenge by Sincora Tequila. Compete free for your share of 15000 in total prizes. Enter this three-part prediction pool series and make your hoops predictions. To shoot for a share of the cash, head to DraftKings.com slash Sincoro. Begin on the action. Life well played. Drink responsibly. DraftKings.com for details. So put yourself in the shoes of one of the 14 remaining Circa Survivor entries this week, where you have to have back-to-back plays because Derek Stevens is a madman with this contest, and he makes it where you have to make one week as a separate week for tonight's game combined with the games on Saturday, and then you got to come right yep. back if you advance to take a game on either Sunday or Monday night. What will you give me that someone fails to get a odds, that someone fails to submit a pick? They have to have the pick in by midnight then, on right. Saturday? Uh, if, this, if it's going to happen, it's this week, Christmas Eve into Christmas Maybe the kids are driving you crazy. It's a full day, right? You don't have a proxy. Uh, oh, no. That is a, ooh, that's a Remember, hellacious turnaround. We were late in it last year, and a guy local, uh, I think he was a dealer, he overslept. Yep. Yep. So do you take the Titans now? This number opened up. You saw eight. A lot of spots was opened eight. up seven. Yeah. Uh, down to three now. There's no Ryan Tannehill for the Titans. And thir- this is what happened last week. For those of you watching the show, 16 people got bounced with the Commanders on Sunday night against the Giants. And 13 out of the 14 have the Titans. Again, $6.1 million on the line for Survivor. That number's down to three. You like them. You would take the Titans. Yes. I don't know if I would. I, I would be. I would hate myself if I had Malik Willis on the line. Well, hold on, hold on. You're asking two different things here. Huh? I like them in the game, and I think they win and cover, and I'm going to give it out later in the show. But with $6 million on the line, with $6 million on the line, I... Oh, God, do you me, want the Vikings? That's the other thing. Like, if you're the enemy within, he has two left, two of the 14. He had the Vikings last week. On, on the other, does he dare say, oh, I'm going to gamble with that after that vomit-inducing performance? But that's tough. I would go with Tennessee over Pittsburgh, and I would go, I would lean Tennessee over Cleveland. I mean, it's going to be 60-mile-per-hour wins at some 30-mile-per-hour wins with gust of 60. Anything can happen. In I'm not game. taking Cleveland. Okay. Well, no, I, I no. got Minnesota and Tennessee then because – Nobody has San Francisco. Nobody has Kansas City. Nobody has Dallas. Nobody has the Bills. Yeah. Nobody. Did you bring up Baltimore? Nobody. Thank you. No one has Forty Niners. I said the Forty Niners. Okay. No one has Baltimore. Yep. Here's what I would do. Well, uh, for the two people that have the the Bengals. Hello. Major consideration this week. Yep. In my opinion, I love the Bengals. Love them. The Patriots stink. Now let's go back. Right. Who's hotter than the Bengals? Nobody. Right. Eagles right there, but the the run they're on, 11-1 ATS. Covering games, yeah. Well, It's a mismatch at quarterback. It's a mismatch when you compare the offenses. I know it's Belichick against Zach Taylor, but in light of what happened last week, you really have to be concerned. I, to the point now where I don't, I don't know if Kraft would bring Belichick back. It's been that bad. Oh, you can't. That's, you no, you can't. You Think can. about the four-year run now. Think about the four-year Paul, run. Paul, the Paul, business Paul, with Cam stop, Newton. Stop. You absolutely could. He, Mitch, he's on Dustin, record. This is Dustin, unacceptable. Cut the mic. He you, is, you can't. You can't. You can't you possibly wanna, say this. What odds would you give me? Zero. It's not. You, just stop That's an outrageous talking. comment by you. He is already this, this on record saying this is not good enough that we don't have playoff wins. Okay. Anyways, outrageous we, by me. It's the dumbest thing you've ever said in your entire life. That you, Kraft could say, "Sorry, Bill, we're going in a different direction." Yes. No. No way. Okay. Anyways, right, Paul. we go back to this in the summer of beat reporters and everyone covering this team about, my God, 
How bad is this offense? What are they doing with Patricia? This is a joke. And that it's never been fixed or corrected. And Mac Jones throwing temper tantrums. I can't imagine the Patriots after what happened last week. They rise up and give some kind of great performance and actually move the ball. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you this. How many teams do you think are selected this week in Circa? That's another good question. Because it was if you go back two weeks ago, 12, 12 teams were picked, yeah. I believe. Right. Right. So now do we do we but, have a week where it's yeah. like 14 entries and they spread it around to seven or eight different teams because they have to? Yeah. I'll give you another one. Four. I like Cincinnati. But I, right, I like Cincinnati. Love Cincinnati, but only two people have them. That's it. So yeah. you only two have the Vikings. And how nuts will people get? Well, I mean, this is this is. I'll, tough. I'll, I'll give you one. This is tough. They're on the road, but all fourteen people left have the Lions. Is that a consideration at all? That's a Saturday game. They will be used. It's, it's not late. They will be used. Yes. Yeah, Seven yeah. and zero ATS run. Six and one straight up. I think so too. Yeah. How many? I don't know. But they will be used. And in light of what happened yesterday with Tannehill, here's what I don't like: the most popular game theory, right? The most popular selection on the board this week will be who? Do you think it's still going to be Tennessee? I think it's going to be Minnesota. Well, only two people have them. Oh, that's right. My fault. Yeah. I don't I don't have uh, so who has it gets 13 Tennessee, it's 6 Cleveland. Yep. 2 Minnesota, Detroit 14 Lions. I still think it's probably going to be the Titans. At home, Texans' worst team in football. I know they played well the last two weeks. Could have two more wins. What do you make the line now? Mike Paul made it nine and a half. I made it eight and a half. People yeah. that would use the Titans. What is it now? That was yesterday. That was uh, also before the news. It was before the news. I know. Now what? Oh, you got to come down from, from the number four and a half. I mean, the kid looked lost out there, although they almost beat Kansas City with him, but then he threw for 50 yards. In the first meeting, yeah, I could be way low on that, but it doesn't. I don't know. It's I would be. I, I think people might you. You might get more Cleveland than more Tennessee. You could. Who trying so to go to nine and eight, trying to get in the playoffs? If you if you have Brown, you you personally, if you have Browns, Vikings, Titans left right now, who are you going to use? God, that's tough. I'd have to go the Vikings. Oh man, I, I don't, I I know. Look what <laughs> six. It's only my answer one million. If, if my answer's frightening, you stop asking scary questions. Oh, it's, 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 I know. What am like, I gonna do? It's such a great conversation. I know this is tough. Uh-huh. And they and then a lot of people got bailed out with the news yesterday with McSorley. So now I, mo- most people think it's a no brainer because only what four have Miami. Uh, five have Miami. Five have, sorry, five have Miami. Five have the Buccaneers. So if you have Tampa, you got, and that's that's the great thing about this leader now. Yes, he has two of the fourteen left. He has no Miami. He has no Tampa. Mm. And now you got you think it's an upgrade. Now Foles is in. Ryan's out. And do you dare get nuts in the Denver game? Do you take Russell Wilson against the Rams? Maybe. But if they're again, as I said yesterday briefly, if he gets through, enemy within. If there's ever a time to use the option. It's Sunday. It'd be Sunday. It's Sunday, Monday. Would you rather use the Buccaneers or the Chargers if you have one entry? Buccaneers. I think I would, too. Buccaneers, no question. Yeah. I don't trust Against the Chargers. Against McSorley? Uh, yes, it's his first start. He looked horrendous last he did. week. Yes. He did. Yes. Uh, uh, did you say it during the break? If they can't win this game, just blow it up. Oh, 100%. Shut it down. If they can't beat McSorley in a game they have to have, yep. Tom Brady and all these weapons, shut it down. I would like to be watching... The games this weekend, uh, specifically with somebody who has the Titans on a survivor pick. That would be very fun to me. Stressful, exciting, roller coaster ride. That would be great. Let me give you a uh, super contest. Let's update. have it. Yes, let's have it. You want the bad news or the good news first? Give me the good news. The good news is I'm in the top 20. Okay. I have 48 points. So I'm not going to say the exact position I'm in because uh, I don't want people to figure out what my alias is here in the contest. Good work. It's jumbled. I'm four and a half points out of first. Oh. So. That's not not happening. No. That's that's impossible. I'm not even. My goals are not even set to win the whole thing right now. Four and a half back. How bad do the bad beats look now? uh, But but yeah. Yeah. I probably. If I go 10 and five. Top 30 pays this year in the super contest. It's only top 30? Top 30 because they did so many mini bonuses. contests. Are you alive for any of those? Uh, reboot. Did you do reboot? 
No, I did not. I, I, did. I missed the date on that one. I did reboot. You did, huh? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so here's my thinking. If I finish 9 and 6, I will not finish in the money. If I finish 10 and 5 last three weeks, I don't think I finish in the money. Maybe I do. Maybe. If I finish 11 and 4, decent chance. I think pretty good chance I finish in the money at that point. So I have not had a 5 and 0 week yet this year. Not one. I could really go for one this week. You know what I'm saying? And this begins the last three-week thing that they do as well. So, I, I mean, a 4-1 and one here is absolutely essential. The, the way it breaks down is I'm two points out of a tie for fifth. Hello. And two and a half points then would get me into the you know, top four, top three. The problem is some of the entries who have been blistering hot they were incredible last week again with four, four and ones or five and O's. You never know. That's the crazy thing. We talked to some guy who, who was in this one. He went three and two and dropped. Was it last week? Some guy went three and two and dropped like That's, six spots. Yeah. Sometimes yep. you go three and two, you move up. So it depends how the consensus does and so, what, what these other guys are doing. Uh, you know, like like Joey Kanish told Mike McDean Rounders, SOB, you made a move on Chang. I'm making uh, yeah. a move. Yeah. But now I got three weeks left. Yeah. And now I'm talking about it publicly, so you know what that means. Yeah. It's going to crater, and I'll go I'll finish 3-12. and 12. I don't know, John. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that line. What, what a movie. Yeah. What a movie. But so I just I have to keep chugging along here. And so I, need to pop, I need to pop 4-1 and one this week to have any prayer, in my opinion. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. Well, if I want to move up. If I want to move up then and never, really feel good know, about my it's chances. It's a wild week, man. Look at these spreads. You never know. 3-2 no, and two will move the chains. Yep. You keep going three and two, move the change. You think if I finish nine and six, I'll be in the money? I, I think you got a shot. It's gonna be it's, it's tough. Treacherous waters out here. Look at these look at these games Saturday. It's very difficult. Yeah. Take the Bengals though. Just do that. Do me a favor. Do that and be good. Take the Bengals. Uh Nigel Seeley on the program coming up next. Lower leagues are back and he's got some plays. He'll tell you what they are coming up. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Bowl season is here. VSIN has you covered. Picks, spreads, totals, every single bowl game. Head to VSIN.com. Check out the bowl betting coverage. That's also a great time to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Only $79. You get access to everything we do through the big dance of the madness. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Here he is. Back from the World Cup, Nigel Seeley joins us now. The GOAT in soccer, Seeley underscore Nigel on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter for his plays and thoughts. Also good in in-play as well. Okay, my friend, now what do you expect? The Premier League is back Monday after this layoff. Well, good morning to you both. Um, I, don't, I don't really know what to expect, really, to be fair. I mean, um, there's certain things being a soccer handicapper in the last few years that I've never really experienced. And one of one of them was obviously COVID, playing behind closed doors. Didn't have any idea how that was going to play out. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it was a very expensive period. And uh, now coming back from a, a mid-season World Cup, it's an unknown quantity. Uh, the one thing I would say to anybody that I think that if you're going to be betting favourites, very heavy favourites, minus 350, minus 250, some teams in the Premier League this week, um, I think you should really think about it. I think you should think it straight caution. I feel that you should you should approach this week as you would do in the very first week of the Premier League season. And I've said to you many times on this show and over the years that the first week of the Premier season, I would never really like to play that much. Um, I usually sort this is my time where I usually make money. When we get to Christmas, it's usually time we have a good amount of form. We can see what the players are doing. We see what the teams are about. We we can sort of see where they're going and we understand what price they should be. So for me, I think this is a really, really difficult period of time. So I didn't, I wouldn't look necessarily at the form coming into it. I would look definitely at players that have been at the World Cup and have gone deep in the World Cup. But anyone who's played in the World Cup final, anyone who's played in possibly the World Cup semi-final won't feature this week in the Premier League. I think they will rest those players. So I think it's a really, really interesting time. Um, I, I expect teams to come strong who have had big players um, being at home. Manchester City, for example, with Haaland, Liverpool with Salah. I think they'll come strong. And I think that the emotion, especially for the England players, I mean, Harry Kane, for example, how's he going to feel um, after missing the penalty with all the weight of a nation on his shoulders? So I think this is a really, really interesting time of the season. Um, and I think I would approach it as I would do 
week one of the Premier League. And usually week one, I, I don't usually play. But because you've asked me on, and because it's Christmas, I've got three picks for us. I can't, <laughs> I can't, come, on and say, I can't come on and say, oh, we've got no picks. That's I've, good. I've got, Excellent. Got three picks. All right, let's start with uh, Old Reliable. Wolverhampton, uh, uh, the draw, first half. Take it away. Just the, it's the gift that this is the, this is the gift that keeps on giving. It's the Christmas season. Father Christmas gives a lot of presents, and uh, the bookies are giving presents again with this this bet. I mean, I still don't understand why it's plus money. I, I people will watch his show, and people will watch the podcast I do, and people will listen to stuff on Premier Sports Plays, and they'll say, "Oh, Nigel's again going about Wolves to draw at half time." But the evidence is there for all us to see. I mean, Wolves have drawn eight of fifteen matches at half time this season. So there's 15 games in the Premier League so far. Eight of them, they've been drawing at half-time. And when you consider that some of them have been against the top teams in the Premier League, so you can sort of rule them out. When you look at teams in the middle section, the bottom of section, that goes up to eight in 13. So they have a really high percentage of draws in the Premier League. Uh, away from home, on the road, seven matches this season for Wolves. Four of them have ended in draws. So they, they, they are the draw specialists at half time. They don't score many goals. Everton have a big problem scoring goals. Uh, Wolves have a big problem scoring goals. Defensively, they're both very, very strong. They played twice last season. Uh, so the last two times they played in the Premier League, the only two times they played in the Premier League, in fixtures at, in this fixture at Everton, both have ended nil-nil. Uh, so both have been nil-nil at half time. So draw at half time at plus money, you've just got to take it. I mean, if you look at the stats and you look at the evidence, not only this season, look at last season as well. This play should be each week around about minus one twenty-five. Okay, you, you're getting plus. You're getting plus one hundred five. I think it's. I think it's a play. Okay. How about a total now? Both of these matches, by the way, at ten a.m. Eastern, Wolverhampton, Everton. How about Newcastle, Leicester City over? Yeah, I think these two sides are going to be really, really strong after the World Cup because a lot of them have a lot, of, had a lot of their key players didn't go to the World Cup. Leicester had Jamie Vardy, their goal scorer, who's had a terrible start to the season, but he's been fresh. He's been rested. He's going to be playing. They won last night in the Cup 3-0. Jamie Vardy scored. James Madison, their key player, was with the England squad, but he didn't even feature. One of the only players that didn't feature for England. So he's completely fresh. Newcastle, uh, Almiron uh, didn't go to the World Cup from Paraguay, didn't go to the World Cup. Callum Wilson, their main centre forward, played a very bit part, probably 25 minutes in the World Cup for England. So Maximum, the, the French guy, wasn't in the French squad. So these two teams are really, really strong, and I think they're really, really informed. And I think they're going to come out here and really hit the road running. Where other teams, I think, will have a World Cup hangover. Um, if you look at the form coming in for both these sides, both of them have, uh, in their last seven matches, both of them have won six. So these are two informed teams in the Premier League, Newcastle and Leicester. And I think the way they play, uh, there's goals on it. If you look at Newcastle at home, they're very, very defensive-minded. They win 1-0, 2-0. The crowd gets them behind them, and they win games with that crowd effect with them. Away from home, they're very, very good on the counter. They're very, very fast. They're very, very quick. They're very, very aggressive in their approach. And in four of the last five Newcastle road matches, over two and a half goals as cash. These two sides uh, like to play one way of attacking football. Good coaches that like to really, really take the game to each other. And I think this will be a very entertaining watch. If you can watch this game, I think this will be a good game to watch. I think both mm -hmm. sides are in form. Newcastle will think they can actually make the Champions League and they're the third favourites to win the Premier League. Yeah. So I think this is a, a good overs. Over two and a half, less than Newcastle, minus 120, minus 120, minus 125. Something about that region is a definitely a bet. Two matches Tuesday. The late match is Man U against Nottingham Forest. Do you like a prop? Yeah, I do like a prop. Um, I mean, obviously, Manchester United have, have had so many players at the World Cup. And one player in particular from this World Cup uh, who really shone for England but didn't get into the team when they played France was Marcus Rashford. Now, Marcus Rashford scored three goals in the World Cup playing very, very minor roles for an England side. He wasn't a regular the first name on the team sheet. But he's a real confidence player, Marcus Rashford. He's got pace that you wouldn't believe. But when he's confident, he's one of the best strikers in the Premier League. But when he's out of form, he's, he's useless. He, he can't hit a barn door. But he's in confidence. Coming from that World Cup, he's been brilliant. He's been absolutely exceptional. Uh, he had a free kick, if you can remember, in the last minute against the French. Almost went in. He came on as a sub and should have, you know, he, he put, produced a bit of magic. 
He played last night for Manchester United in the cup and scored one of the best goals you'll see this season. He got the ball, ran half the length of the pitch and put it to the, to the bottom left of the corner. Now, Marcus Rashford would not be scoring goals like that five or six weeks ago. Now he's confident after the World Cup. He hasn't exerted himself on playing week in, game in game in the World Cup. He's played a bit part for England. He's full of confidence. And I think he'll score a goal uh, against Nottingham Forest to, uh, on Tuesday. The other thing, reason I like this prop as well is Manchester United are almost two goal favourites to win this game. And the total goals are pitched at three and a half. So we've got a game where we would expect Manchester United to, ski, to score two goals. Manchester United are without Ronaldo now. Ronaldo is gone. He's, mm-hmm. part, he's part of history. Rashford will play. Rashford will be their main point of attack. He didn't play regularly when Ronaldo was in the side, but now he will play. And if you add into the mix, full of confidence, scoring goals for England, and straight back into action last night, scoring probably one of the goals of the season, Marcus Rashford here, around about plus 160 to score at any time uh, against Nottingham Forest, a team that are the, probably the worst team in the Premier League. I really like that play. Very good. Nigel, in about 90 seconds, can you sum up what your experience was like over in Qatar for the World Cup, how great it was, and you feel good now going into the holiday season because of what you saw over there? I feel tired. Um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was an amazing experience. I mean, I went to 10 games, 10 different nationalities. I've never been to a sporting event where I've sat with a more multi-culture uh, audience. Uh, there wasn't one arrest for England supporters, which is the first time in history. I didn't get put in the sober zone, which was, again, that was plus <laughs> 10,000. That was 10, <laughs> plus 10,000 before we went there. Uh, everyone was very respectful. Uh, the tournament was a joy to be involved in. And I come back very, very happy and uh, feeling good about life and feeling good about the world. And I think football, you know, we all knew the politics beforehand and we knew the issues that they had with the Qatars uh, with, with staging the World Cup. But actually being there, witnessing it firsthand, um, you know, I, I, I feel a bit feel a bit happy. And I'm going into the festive season in, in, in positive mood and hopefully bet some winners. But anyway, thank, thank you very much for having me on this year. Oh, I don't know if we'll be back next week but uh again have a very happy holidays to you both and uh i'll speak to you soon Same very you quickly mate. enjoy yourself enjoy absolutely your take care. yeah we need a world cup right. every year so you can go over there and dominate like like you did this season <laughs> well don't think don't think my liver will be able to take that no. but, all right. uh, i'm sure it sure will be all right all right merry, merry christmas happy holidays take care follow him on twitter he is at seely underscore nigel uh love that dude very very good guy Yes. Up next, uh, we'll get into tonight's big Thursday night football game that we have. Don't look now, but they are top 10 in many key offensive metrics. That's next here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Daily best bets every game. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Written reports on every game as well. Limited time offer. Sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and VSIN Pro access to the end of the madness. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Go back to our survivor yes. discussion before we get into tonight's game here. Uh, we kicked around, dude, two people who have the Bengals left out of 14 for $6.1 million here. Do, do those people consider the Bengals? This is a good tweet, and you can get in touch with the show uh, on Twitter. We're at VSIN Live, at Mitch Moss Radio, and at Paulie Howard. You can also email the show, which is FTM for Follow the Money, at vsin.com. From Chris, who says the two entries with the Bengals left are still eligible for the $1 million bonus. So doubtful they use Cincinnati. Yeah, I forgot about that. Thank you. Do you. But do you want to get. Is that getting greedy? You want to scoop the whole thing? Yeah, I know. A tough call. If they're the best option on the board, I think you have to use them. Right. And there's a lot of landmines land, land out there. Oh, I mean, yes. This, this yes. is a tough week. Mm-hmm. But come on. It's, isn't, that, isn't that spread too low? How did the Patriots come back? They took the money day? yesterday. I know. They, I can't believe it. I thought for sure that number was going to go settle in at four, and it came back down to three. Remember those goofballs uh, on two for the money with that? That movie with McConaughey and Pacino. I mean, this would be my game of the year if I was on. I love uh, the Bengals, but I mean, uh, this I, is. I, the... try, I tried to forget that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't like it. Other than the scene with Jeremy Piven and the uh, the big right, guy the who big we guy. play on every Friday. That's our yeah. open. Yeah. It's, it's a good uh, cast, but it's uh, yeah, it fell short. Uh, but in any event, it's that, that, that's oh, a tough call. But... On that note, here's here's a holiday recommendation. I, I just out of nowhere, I'll totally sidetrack you, Matt. You brought up McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey wrote a book a couple years ago called Green Lights. Yeah, the audio version is spectacular because he narrates it in his own voice. My wife and I are about halfway through it. Really, I would highly recommend that you listen to Matthew McConaughey. He's an unbelievable writer, uh-huh. first of all, which yeah. I never knew, and then to go through with his cadence and like the way that he gets excited and the flow—it's phenomenal. You'll blow through it like that. Green lights audiobook, Matthew McConaughey. It could not. It's a. It's an A, solid A from me. What a turnaround for him. He was doing garbage movies and those uh, romantic comedy stuff, and then all of a sudden, bam! He loses weight, plays the AIDS guy, and he, he never was supposed. To, he wasn't. He wasn't an actor when he got dazed and confused, and he ad, he tells the story. He ad libbed all that stuff. No, he did. How did he get on the movie? It, it's a random story that he tells. That's uh, yeah, no, Dallas, right place, right time. Okay, Dallas Buyers Club got him back in, back yeah. in the mix, and what yeah. he was doing. It's he was phenomenal. in Tropic Thunder. He's like a bit role. He's playing like a supporting cast. Yeah. He's playing. He's got a couple, couple lines. That's it. He that's, then there's yeah. Dallas Buyers Club, and now yeah. it's Oscars and all these great movies he's in. And uh, he was a foreign exchange student. He went over to Australia for a year, and it was an t- absolute disaster when he was 18 years old. The family that he had, mm. I, a lot of stuff. I mean, that it's yeah. So anyway, good, very good. There's that. Um, so I, do you hold on to the Bengals? Do you not? Uh, are the, did we completely overreact here with the drop-off from Tanny Hill to Malik Willis as well? Well, yes, it, it, there's a significant drop-off, but it wasn't going to be this week because the guy couldn't move. And I can't believe they allowed him to go back in the game Sunday. Right, He right. couldn't move and plant. Right. It was stupid. I, I'm, so They could have won that game. At least he could run gadget plays with Willis, and the guy, when in doubt, could, could take off and run. Yeah. Looking back, I mean, it is surprising they opened that number at seven. Were you, you knew you, actually, you saw eight. 
Oh, man. Yeah, but again, it comes back to one thing. It's going to be 30 carries for Henry, and good luck, because you haven't been able to stop it. So and, and with that case, I could be playing quarterback, because it's not going to matter, because they don't have the threat. Well, I wouldn't have the threat if I'm back there where there's no threat with Willis, but it doesn't matter because he's going to get so many carries. And then and this to be a four games in a row, here it is, 32 for 219 and two scores. 34 for 250 and two scores. 22 for 212 and two scores. 32 for 211 and three scores. Right. Three is outrageous. Outrageous. Henry is going to run wild. The season's on the line. Big game for him. They have to have it. Yeah, that's so the thing is, you're talking about how the Jets know they have to have the game tonight. Yeah, the, right. The, the Titans have the same thing, absolutely, right? Absolutely, right. They absolutely have. Here's Mike Vrabel, head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Again, bad weather this weekend in Nashville. But he was asked if the players on his team, if they've lost faith. Well, I don't think that they've lost, anybody's lost any faith. It's, um, you know, it sucks when you lose. It sucks when you, you know, are in a game and, and, and you lose in the last couple seconds. You know, I think if you, if you watch and you know, the effort, you know, I think the competitiveness, I don't think that that we've anybody's lost any faith. Is, is what you're saying resonating? Because some of the themes that you're hitting are still coming up as problems. Yeah, that's why you coach. We can't forget that he's a really, really good coach. Yes, I mean, he was coach of the year he last is. year. Well, how does it look now that you fired your GM though? And that was supposed to be a boost. And it's been a tailspin since then. I know you fire your GM, you're in first place. Now you've lost four in a row. On the verge of giving this division away. Uh, big time. Yeah. It's a big time giveaway because it's not like Jacksonville's lighting I mean, Jacksonville still has a losing record. So it would be a giveaway. How long ago were they minus $18 to win this thing? And Jacksonville was in the, whatever, 9, 10 to 1 range? Might have been right before the Jacksonville beat Baltimore. Okay. So not that long. Yeah. Month. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so as for tonight's game, the team I was talking about before the break uh, on offense, Jacksonville, in a lot of advanced metrics, they are in the top 10. When it goes to EPA per play, expected points added, it's total EPA, passing EPA per play, explosive pass percentage, uh, pressure percentage allowed, points per game, they're 12th overall, but play success, drive success, they're top 10 in that category in every cat, in every one I just brought up. Riddle me this. Why are the Jets taking money? This was Jacksonville one and a half. They're now getting two. To me, it's a play against Lawrence in the elements when he was so bad in the rain in Philly. And it's going to rain and be cold tonight. And remember, it's hot. Number one in passer rating, a 14-to-1 touchdown IT ratio since week nine. And then, my God, do you go to war with Zach Wilson. But I think it's Jets know they have to have it. Jets are going to miss the playoffs with another loss at home. And the Jaguars are off this incredible comeback. You're down. You get the Mickey Mouse touchdown, pick six in overtime. And it's a short week, and I think they're still reading their press clippings and celebrating. Short turnaround hurts Jacksonville here. Jets win. Why did the Jets take money last week against the Lions with no Mike White? I bet the Jets plus one thinking it was going to be Mike White. That was a bad read by me. It was a losing bet. I thought for sure once he was eliminated from playing, he was inactive, and we got the Zach Wilson news, I thought the Lions would go off the favorite. Dead wrong. Jets two and a half in the game. Lost it all. I I could not. I don't get it. Good comeback. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, five-point move in the total here, too. And, and here's another thing that we cannot forget. We always, we brought this up earlier this week, talking about good coaches, right? The upgrade in Jacksonville from Urban Meyer to Doug Peterson yes. is as big as it gets. Yes, look at Lawrence. Yes. Absolutely. Well, it's, I mean, what were we saying earlier in the year? Is this kid a bus? Can he even play? Right, right. Plus, I think this little bit, little shot in the arm here for Wilson. Everyone's going to talk about it all night. It's number one against number two here in the draft. And, you, you know, Jet fans are crying in their soup and in their beer. About well, if we you know, if we if we don't win that damn game against the Rams, we would have the number one pick and we'd have Lawrence and not this bozo. Mm-hmm. So it's all all the talk's going to be number one against number two. I mean, it does so, go into why teams should probably tank down the stretch. These draft picks can be very important. Right now, so it's that, a big start for Zach Wilson too. I mean, your future with the organization's on the line here, and that and we'll see. You know, with White so banged up with the ribs, but who knows when he comes back? But. If you win, you have a chance. Yeah. Now, that said, I need to point out again that these draft picks are coin flips. Absolutely. Lawrence, total coin flip until the last three weeks. Zach Wilson, number two overall. People compared him to Patrick Mahomes. Like, are you nuts? Total, number two overall. And yet, pe- people are yeah. saying, Brock Purdy, I'm not sure, because he was number seventh in the, you know, Mr. Irrelevant in the seventh round. I, I, I don't care. 
it means nothing to me. Yeah. We've seen this for 30 years now that if you're taken in the top five, you might be awful and out of the league in three years. I saw another mock draft this week. Will Levis, number one overall. Mel Kuyper, audio on SportsCenter. Who's the number one quarterback in the draft? My, my big board has Will Levis. I mean, it, so other people are going to say it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Here you go. with you know People are saying Levis, and he was terrible at Kentucky this year. Yeah. Do the Jets put heat on him, too? I mean, with, uh, I think uh, probably yes. If they get pressure on him, can they force turnovers with the weather? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you know Walker, no Cam Robinson, no uh, no Mims. Davis is back for the Jets. Williams is supposed to be back, so uh, that could play a factor too. But we do agree on one prop with Wilson over. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he's sitting there at uh, fifty five and a half. He's got seventy eight or more four games in a row, and I think they'd like to get him offensive rookie of the year as well. I think that's the guy Wilson's looking at too. Time now for your pro tip of the hour. Make sure you look at the motivation for players and teams in bowl games. Coaching changes, transfers, and bowl location uh, can all impact the above. That's the pro tip of the hour. Available for pro subscribers at vcin.com. You get 20 every, uh, every single day across the network, and you can sort them by sport and by show. Mike Pritchard will join the program coming up next. It's a perfect week to talk to Mike. Former player, current vcin host. What bothers players the most in a weekend like this? Wind, precipitation, the freezing temperatures. We'll ask them coming up here and follow the money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.